Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, go ahead, put your hands together. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. How many know that God is fighting for us? And the enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory for your mercies, your goodness, and the gift of life. We don't take it for granted, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of life and salvation through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Tell somebody the enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, we've got into a very important aspect of our meeting, and this is the time that we give in honor and in praise of his name. Amen. I know you have offered your worship, your praises, your dancing, you've shaken your body. It is time also to shake your pockets. Hallelujah. It's time for you to also shake your wallets. It's time for you to go into your purse. Hallelujah. If you save your money in your socks, tell the person sitting by you, hold your nose. I'm about to reach out. Oh, okay. You actually save your money in your socks. Hallelujah. Well, be guided by this scripture as we give this morning. Turn your Bibles with me. to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is in the New Testament. So this one, you will find it. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse number seven, Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse number seven. So I'm talking about the grace to give. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you need the grace to give. The grace of giving is coming into your life in the name of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse number seven. Can we read it together? One go. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love to us, 
see that ye abound in this grace also. Hallelujah. So the apostle Paul was talking to this uh, people in Corinth and he testified that they abound. What is the meaning of abound? Those who have been to school. Hello? What does it mean to abound? They have a cell or they have in abundance. They flow. Yeah, they have enough of, excess of. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, as he abounds. So these people were having in excess of so many things as they have in excess of everything. Do you understand? They were having abundance or they were flowing. They have essence of faith. They have faith that could move mountains. They could pray. They could believe God to do different things. They have also, they were abounding or they have essence in utterance. What does it mean to uh, utterance means what? Talking. There are people who can really talk. And especially the smooth talkers. They don't have money, but they can talk you into. Before you notice, you are in love with them. Oh, yes. And ladies like people who can talk, but don't have anything. I don't know whether you have a way of finding out who can talk, but are poor. People can really talk. He said, these people can talk. They, they talk and talk well. There are people who can sell pork to Muslims. <laughs> they, you forget that, you see, smooth talkers, you, you, you are taken by the words. So these people, they were abounding in so many things, in faith. And in entrance, they can speak the eloquence, the fluency, the accent. They could really talk. Are you there? In knowledge, they, they also knew a lot of things. Some of us don't know much, but these people that I was talking to, say you are bound. You have essence of faith. And you have essence of talking. You are an orator. You can speak well. You don't write even before. The word flows. The fluency is not a problem. And you also abound or you have essence of knowledge. You have knowledge about so many things. Not only that, and in all diligence. Diligence means hard work. The effort, making a certain consistent effort hmm, in getting results. Diligence, hard work. He said you are also a hard worker. You excel. You are bound also in diligence and in love, in your love to us. When it comes to love also, you are there. You love. It looked like these guys were great guys. Hallelujah. Are you there? But he mentioned, he says, see that ye are bound in this grace also. But you see, they were abounding in faith, in talking, in knowledge. They've been to school. They have degrees and they have love and you can feel their love. Their love is palpable. You can almost touch the, the tangibility of the love. You can feel that this is real love. When they talk, 
You know the people that can let you see love? Yeah. They can actually let you see that this is love in action. Are you there? Diligence, hard work, they can, they can work. They can work. You, when you give them anything to do, it will be done. There is no fault on that. But Paul had a, a, a one aspect. You see, you can have all these things and not be rich. There are people who work very hard and they are poor. There are people who have faith. They are prayerful. There are people who can talk and there are people professors with knowledge and still they are poor. Because there was something that they were lacking. So Paul said to them that see to it. See to it that you abound in this grace also. Tell somebody this grace also. And what is the grace that he's talking about? He was talking about the grace of giving. If you look at the verse number 5, this same chapter 8, look at the verse number 5. They even gave themselves willingly. Can we read it together? One, go. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. They even gave themselves. It's like they are there to do the work of the Lord. They gave themselves first to the Lord and they were available to do anything. But when it came to giving, when it came to going into their wallets, into their pockets, into, you see, and that is what was lacking. Good person, tongue talking, Holy Ghost baptized, nail jacking. But there is, you, you, sometimes you can even say that, ah, why is God not blessing this person? Because from every size and every corner, you can see that this is a good person. Very punctual, on time, faithful, prayerful, speaks well, obedient, polite. Take all the books, knowledgeable. He can teach. But the person, it's difficult. It's difficult for the person because he does not have the grace to give. The grace to give is not there. Hallelujah. Because the grace to give is the grace of prosperity. The grace to give is the grace that causes you to be prosperous. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why even from far, he could see that these guys have given themselves. They are in church morning, afternoon, they are doing, but they don't pay their tithes. They don't give offering. They can do everything. They are there. They can help. They will come and contribute. They are strength, whatever they are doing. But when it comes to giving, they begin to ask, like I'm talking about tithes and offering now, you are having your quiet time in church. This is not a time to have your quiet time. You are meditating on the word of God that I preached last week. This is not a time. When it comes to giving, no. When it comes to giving, hallelujah. But what we don't know is that the grace to give is the grace to prosper. The grace to give is the grace 
of prosperity. Hallelujah. May you receive this grace. The grace to give. I said the grace to give. May you abound in this grace also. Thank you for singing nice songs. Thank you for dancing, nice dancing. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for your contribution. That what will let you stand out is the grace to give. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. What Bible says. Bible. Jesus uh, spoke about it in John chapter 10, I believe verse number 18. Look at what Jesus said. When he was talking about how to die, he said, this, I have received this instruction that I have power hmm, to give my life and I have power to take it back. Say, no man taketh it from me. He was talking about his life. But I lay it down of myself and I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received from my father. You see, sometimes you are given, but the giving, you are not giving it willingly. It is like it is being taken. Hello? It wouldn't have profited us and it would not have brought us the benefit that it needs to bring it. Are you here? Cheho, can you see me? Very good. We need the grace to give. Give willingly. Give willingly, not grudgingly. Don't give us. That's why he said that, look, nobody is taking my life. That's why he told Peter and Tinder, don't fight. Why are you cutting that? It will, it will change the story. It will change the story. It will be like, I was not willing. I want to die like a lamb. The way you are doing it, it will be like I died like a, a, a pig. A pig doesn't die like a lamb. Before you kill a pig, you will struggle with you. One of it's not easy. See, so quickly say, Peter, put back your sword. Come, who are you looking for? He without a word. Bible says he was led like a sheep onto the slaughter. He opened not his mouth. And he says over here that look, nobody's taking my life. And he told them that don't think that I don't have the power to call on 12 legions of angels to come and defend me. I still have power. And at the point that he was being arrested, they chopped off Marcus' ears. He took it and fixed it back. So he had enough power. But he said, no one is taking my life. I have the power to what? So the power to give, the power to lay the thing down, okay, brings a certain power also to have. Are you here? So the power, the grace to give is actually what causes you to be prosperous. I said, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it back again. Hallelujah. Many people who don't have the grace to give also lack the grace of prosperity. The grace of prosperity actually comes when you are able to give. Hallelujah. Do you remember in Deuteronomy how the Bible talks about it said, when thou art eaten and thou art full, thou should remember hmm? Yeah, you should remember, go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Yeah, 
I think that we'll see it in the eight. He said, when thou hast eaten and thou art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. Yes. For the good land which he has given thee. Eleven. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandment and judgment and his statutes which he commanded. Eighteen. The Bible says, for it is he who giveth thee what? The power. Hmm? But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that giveth thee what? The power to yeah. So to get wealth, it takes power. To get wealth, it takes power. The power to have money. That's why he said that when you have eaten and you have food and you, you beg, don't forget. Don't forget that to get money. Can I tell you something? If God doesn't step into your finances, you can easily do hand to mouth. Oh, yes, because from the time that the earth was cursed because of Adam, he said, in the sweat of thy brow, you will eat bread. And the ground or your work will not yield a strength, but it will yield what? Tons and testers. So whatever you are doing, it's not so, it will not bring a certain prosperity unless God steps in. Hallelujah. And God steps in the power to get wealth comes through giving. Amen. Yeah. It comes through giving. Through giving. That is why I was telling these people that you have abound in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in what? Diligence and in your love even to us. Seek to aid that you abound also in this grace also. Hallelujah. May the grace of giving change everything about you. May the power to get wealth be committed unto your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord bless that little that you have. You know, the little boy who had the bread, the loaf, and the uh, two fishes that was not enough. Do you know why we had the abundance? If he had been afraid of losing the little that he doesn't have. He had to give the letter that, that wasn't enough. In fact, the apostles said, what is this letter among so many? What is this few among so many? It's so few, but when he gave it, the people, 5,000 adults, men, excluding women and children, ate and were full, and they took 12 baskets full of surplus. And all because somebody was willing to give the little. The grace to prosper. The abundance that we see, it was because somebody was able to give. If nobody had the ability to give, or he said that it is too small, we will not have had. The prophet who went to the Shunammite woman, the, 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 the widow, the widow. He said, I have, I have nothing. All I have is a little dough and a little oil. And me and my son, we are about to eat it. Then after that, we can die. Then after that, we can die. Then the man of God said, that, don't worry. Make for me first 
Hallelujah. I see, I see you having prosperity. It comes through giving. This woman was able, it was very little, but when she was able to give, now she had vessels. The oil did not finish. He had vessels of dough and oil until all the vessels were full. Hallelujah. Are you here? And what caused this multiplication? What caused this abundance? Because she was able to give. The reason why poor people remain poor is because they don't give. Because they think that they are too poor to give. They think that God understands my situation. Even God knows that I don't have enough. But can I tell you something? The land that you sow in, no matter the land, the land that we sow in, it has all the minerals, it has gold, it has diamond, it has all the, the land is richer than anyone. But no matter how poor you are, if you don't give the land your small grain of wheat, corn, if as poor as you are, if you don't give the little that you don't have, if you don't give it to the land, the land will not multiply it and give it back to you. You are not too poor to sow. You are not too poor to give. Because in giving, you prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope somebody, am I, am I, I, I think that I should preach to the people here. I, I, I feel judgment here. Am I in the right place? Am I talking to the right people? Oh yes. The grace to give is the grace to prosper. If you have no giving, you have delayed your prosperity. If you have no sown, there is no harvest anywhere coming anytime soon. Are you here? Take opportunities and sow precious seeds. That is the principle. That is the principle. The principle of prosperity is when ordinary people sow and God causes them to have abnormal harvests. Are you here? Yeah, because sometimes when you sow, you are supposed to, when you sow a grain, maybe you are supposed to have this bucket, a basket full. But God supernaturally causes you to have 20 of it. That is prosperity. He uses whatever you have. That is why he said, he that has sown the wind is going to harvest the whirlwind. When you sow nothing, you have nothingness. You, you, he, he multiplied. He said he is the one who gives the seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And he multiplies the seed sown. God is looking for a seed to multiply it. Don't ever tell yourself, I'm too poor to give. Tell somebody, abound in this grace also. I thank God that you pray. I thank God that you fast. I thank God for all the wonderful things that you are doing. But hey, in terms of prosperity, God needs a seed to multiply it. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. That is why if you don't have, that is even when you need to sow more. Because sometimes the little that you have may not even be enough. Like the widow said to the prophet, he said, it is not enough. We are just about to eat and after that we will die. He said, don't worry. 
Instead of eating it as a, a fruit, sow it as a seed. And look at what God will, will do. Hallelujah. Sometimes the money you have is already not enough. Even when you eat all, it's not enough. That is even the reason why you need now to have a seed. Because it will not even change anything about you anyway. So why don't you dare God? Why don't you try God and say that, look, if I as a man will obey your word, and you as a God will not keep the portion of your equation, then it's up to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. The grace to give. Are you here? Do you want to find out whether you have the grace to give? Do you want to find out? Should I show you? Oh, I think that these people don't want. Should I show you how you will know whether you have the grace to give or not? Okay, Second Corinthians, the same place. Go to chapter 9. I love it too. Verse number 7. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 7. Can we read it together? One, go. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. He said, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not what? Gradually. So when you give gradually, when you give gradually, it means the grace to give is not there. Tell somebody, I'm going to give cheerfully. Tell the person, God loves a cheerful giver. Look, there's different between, there's different between a wife who cooks and brings the uh, food in the tray, smiling. Hmm? And a wife who cooks nice food than even the one that is being served in the tray, but pushes it on the table, take your food, then, or it's in the microwave. There is difference between a wife who offers whatever she's offering with a smile. Have you seen, have you seen, me as I've grown, I've not seen, have you seen anyone advertising panties and bra with a squeeze face before? Hello? Hi. Have you seen anyone advertising undies, underwears? Mm-hmm. Bra, then the person has squeezed their face before. Even if the underwear is not nice, you see that they are smiling there. So it looks like things that are offered with smile is different from the one that is not offered with smile. The food may not have worked, but when it's offered with smile, it, 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 it does something. Hallelujah. So when you are giving and you are giving gradually, that's why the last time I taught you a song, that when we are paying our tithe, we are going to be singing. Amen. We are going to be praising and we'll be coming and say, this is how I praise you. Do you understand? Yeah, we are not forced. We give willingly, knowingly, happily, knowing that it is of God that we shall also receive. 
Hallelujah. Never give with a certain morose countenance. You have a disposition that makes it not nice in giving. That's what the Bible says. They that are willing. If you are willing and obedient. Even the willing came before the obedience. Sometimes we obey but not willingly. And it doesn't cause us to eat the good of the land. But we say, if ye are willing and obedient, sometimes you are obeying. You are sweeping. Your mother says, sweep. You are sweeping. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You are, you are cleaning the bowls. You are mobbing. But the face with which you are mobbing. Oh. You should have added a smile. You are moving and smiling. It changes everything. Hallelujah. So when you do it gradually, look at it. If ye be what? Willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of... So many of us, you are not eating the good of the land because you obey, but you obey not willingly. Amen? Yeah. Yeah, there are children here. I would have told you a story. Anyway, the second one, the second, let's go back. When you give grudgingly, it means you don't have. Then the second one, all of necessity. Don't give out of necessity. Do you understand? Or I should explain it. Sometimes the only reason why you are giving is that everybody has given. You are left alone. It's like the way it is. If I don't give, I I will be the only one. You don't intend. You are giving out of what? Necessity. It's like, no, 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 no. Everyone has gone to give. I'm the only one sitting. Then let me also go. You see that all your friends are paying their tithe. Where are the tithes? They, they, they are talking about a powerful prophetic message that they are receiving, the covenant blessing. They, hey, hey, look, um, let me also try so that I can see what message. Of necessity. Tell somebody, when you give out of necessity, it is not a sign that you have the grace. Amen. You need to give what? Cheerfully. But for God loveth who? Are you a cheerful giver? Are you a cheerful giver? Yeah, give cheerfully. When you are helping, help cheerfully. Whatever you are doing, do it. As unto the Lord. Amen. Don't give gradually. Don't give gradually. Are you here? Yeah, don't give gradually. Don't give as though... You are compelled as though you are forced. No, give happily. That is how the blessings come. Amen. There's difference between some a, a, a free will offering and something that has been taken away. Are you here? Yeah. And if you notice in Deuteronomy 8 18, when we read it, it said, For it is he. Who giveth thee the power to get wealth? Hallelujah. Yeah. And I like what Jesus said. 
this commandment I have received from my father. I have the power to lay down my life, to give. And I have the power. So the power to receive, to take back, to be prosperous, comes only when the power to give, the grace to give, is there. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I, you need to abound in this grace also. Amen. And it's a grace. It's a grace. It's a, it's a capability. It's an anointing. It's a spirit. People don't give because they don't have money. No, 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 no. When you see somebody giving, it does not mean that the person has excess of money. Hello? When you see somebody giving, don't think that the person has abundance or he has money that he doesn't know what to do with with the money, that's right. No, it is a grace. It is a grace. That grace causes people to give. Some of us, you see your mother, she doesn't even have anything. But the little that she doesn't have is what she's giving to you. And after you have eaten her little food, she shares again with you. He, she gives you a portion of the food with the meat, whatever you finish. And she takes the smallest of the meat. But when you have balanced your food and you have finished, and she is eating, you look at her as though you have not eaten for two years. And the mother calls you. What she is eating, you have eaten bigger portion than what she is having. And the mother calls you and gives you the little that is not enough for her. Do you think that she is giving to you because she is full? No. There is a, something. There is something that causes a mother to give. It's not because she is full or she is not hungry. So when you see somebody giving, it's not because the person has excess of money that she cannot use. Or he has more than enough. No. No. That is why we read, or he says that, look, you have abound in the grace in all things. You have abound in all things. Everything we can see you are abounding in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, hard working, in your love towards us. You have done well. But you are lacking something. You are lacking something that is so clear. That is so clear. So he said to him, See that ye abound in this grace also. It means that grace was not there. Can I tell you something? Tell us. That is why when you read the Bible, the Bible talks about a certain man in, 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 in the Bible. He said he was wise, a poor, wise man. Solomon was rich. He was wise and was rich and because of his giving, he became prosperous. Amen. He did not become prosperous because he was just wise. That's what we have in the Bible. A poor, wise man. You can be wise and still be poor. Wisdom does not turn into riches. Knowledge does not turn into riches. Hard work does not turn into riches. Faith alone does not turn into riches. Love does not turn into riches. That's why I said that you have abound. You have abound in all the grace. 
but see to it that you are bound in this grace also. May poverty be out of your life. May it be out of your lineage. In the name of Jesus. You see, even if you can see that there's poverty in your family, in your lineage, you can do something. You can rise up and sow seeds and and do things that poverty will give you rest. Yeah, it, it it cannot come. Are you here? Yeah. So may you abound in that grace also. See to it that he abound in this grace also. May the power to get wealth. May that power, the power to get wealth, let it be given to you. I like it. They said, when you have eaten, when thou hast eaten and thou art full, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he who giveth thee the power to get wealth. Hallelujah. Yeah. Most wealth has two sources, either from God or from something somewhere else. But I see the power to get wealth coming to you. The grace to give. The grace to give. Hallelujah. 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 Are you a eunuch in the house of the Lord? The song says, don't be a eunuch in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm amazed and I'm happy that our very own pastor, our very own bishop, he's in the house. Amen. To tell us more about how you and me can make a foolproof of our ministry. It is, it is not a nice time to put our hands together for the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited to know more about making a foolproof of my ministry. As the song says, don't be a eunuch, have a desire. And our pastor last week says, you must seek out for the mystery, the will of God. Hallelujah. And that is one of the ways to make a foolproof of your ministry. Today, I don't know what is coming, but what I know is that our pastor has prepared a nice message for me and you to make a foolproof of our ministry. Put your hands together and let's honor the man of God, my pastor, your pastor, my bishop, your bishop, Bishop Napoleon Essien. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this opportunity. We have to be in your presence. We say have your way, Holy Spirit of God. Do what you purpose to do this morning. May we not be the same because we came. Lord, we pray for the spirit of understanding. We pray for revelation. And we pray for your knowledge that is able to change us so we can become who you have called us to be. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to show you uh, a video, a short video very soon. The 28th of this month is going to be a global healing Jesus.
Oh, go ahead. All right. So, Global Healing Jesus service is going to happen on the 28th of this month. That's the last Sunday. It was originally supposed to be our uh, Soling Sunday. But the Soling Sunday is going to be the 4th of September. Amen. 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 Okay. So, every one of us. Did you see the crusade that happened in Cameroon? Over 400 and something thousand people got born again. Give themselves to Christ. Amen. Because of your little contribution, your giving. And it's a very good thing for all of us to support our Father. Amen. And I want every one of us uh, to decide. I'm actually going to be giving envelopes uh, by the time we are closing so that you will prepare and give a very uh, good seed towards the winning of souls. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you can sow a seed and the person goes and wins over 400,000 souls. You may not know. One day you'll be in heaven and some people will come and salute you. Some people will come and thank you for contributing to their salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So don't also forget the 4th of September is Soling Sunday. What is Soling Sunday? Okay, Soling Sunday is a special Sunday. It's just also like having a crusade in church. Do you understand? Yeah, we win the lost. We bring our family, our friends, anyone from anywhere that day, from all the places. People, we bring them to come and receive salvation. Hallelujah. Yeah, and the uh, theme for this Soling Sunday is choose. Hallelujah. Yeah, people are choosing by not choosing. Yeah, choose. If you don't choose, you have chosen not to choose. <laughs> I don't want to go into it. Hallelujah. So, uh, last week we began uh, a very powerful message about how you can, you of all people can fulfill or um, make full proof of your ministry. Hallelujah. And I intend to continue. Amen. So, turn your Bibles with me. Maybe you will say, but Pastor, me, I don't know whether I have a ministry. By the time we are through, you will notice that God has given all of us ministries. Amen. Whether you know it or not, that is not the point. The truth of the situation is that you have a ministry and God will want you to fulfill it. If not... <laughs> When we cross over, when you go home, not your house, but when we cross over, your permanent home, you will be so disappointed, you will be so sad, it will not be something you want your life to experience. Amen. Not even in your lifetime. How much more in eternity? You cannot condemn yourself to permanent sorrow and not fulfilling the purpose and the will of God for your life and ministry. So in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 5, what does the Bible say? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, quickly. I'm preaching for a very short time and we'll be out of here. Amen. 
Short time according to my watch, though. <laughs> 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Can we read it together? One, go. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. And the Bible is saying to us, it said, we should make full proof of your ministry. Amen. And you may easily ask, what is the ministry? Do I have any ministry? Am I a minister? You are. <laughs> Whether you know it or not is not the point. Do you know that you have kidney? You may not know, but you have. <laughs> Do you understand? One day somebody was arguing with another person that there is no God. And the other person said that there's God. Then the guy was asking him, have you seen him before? He said, oh, no, I've not seen, but there's God. I said, no, anything that you have not seen doesn't exist. So the guy said, oh, okay. Then suddenly he turned and he said that you don't have brains. <laughs> he told a guy who said there's no God, that you don't have brains. He said, ah, I have brains. So why is the brain? It's over here. No, I said, have you seen it before? I said, no, but it's there. I said, if you can show me that you have brains, then I can believe it. But a guy noticed that this guy wants to kill him. <laughs> if, you, if you continue, he will have to break his head and show him that he has a brain. And it's going to be a, a, a fatal situation. So he said, okay, okay, let's end here. So, there are things that sometimes you have that you don't know. Some of us, we have phones. Your phones can do so much more than just receiving a call and testing, uh, yeah, using it on WhatsApp. Some of us, our phones can do so much, but you, can, you don't use it for. You, and many of us have even paid so much for that phone. Meanwhile, the functionalities, the reason why the phone is so expensive, you don't use it. If all you need the phone to do is to receive a call, make a call, and use it for WhatsApp, then you can have a very cheap device. Yeah, you can have a device. <laughs> can you see? <laughs> it works. <laughs> I've not seen uh, this phone for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it still exists. If all you need to do is to make a call or receive a call or to test, then this is enough. Do you understand? The phone that we are having is made with a certain abilities, functionalities that you may not even know. Are you there? And sometimes in order for you to use the functions, you need to go to the settings to activate. Tell somebody activate. activate. The thing will be there, but it's not activated. Do you understand? Yeah. And when you activate it and it's working and you don't want it to work, you can go and deactivate. Wow. Do you understand? So some of us, we have ministries, but we have deactivated the ministry. We've gone to the settings of our hearts. The settings we have disabled our ministry. 
Do you understand? We have activated sleeping. We have activated eating. We've activated fashion and dressing. And you've activated, deactivate prayer. But the Bible says, if you are going to make full proof of your ministry, say, but watch thou. So you need to watch. Watch thou in all things. You need to watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. If you are going to fulfill your ministry, you are going to go through some pain. You are going to go through some worries. You are going to have some affliction. Not affliction that you are a bad person. But sometimes even to keep yourself so that somebody will want to be like you. Do you understand? You may have to endure a certain temptation so that people will say, oh, I want to be like this sister. It's an affliction you are going through. Sometimes you need to change even your language. You may have to change even your dressing. You may even have to change your friends, the way you do things, so that you can fulfill and make full proof of your ministry. Because some of us, as we are sitting here, if somebody or children began to pray, like, I want to be like this sister. Hey, do they know what they are asking for? Are they sure they want to be? You yourself, you tell, hey, don't pray that prayer. Hey, hey, you will spoil your life. You will tell them, no, no, don't, don't pray. Somebody else. How many here? Not you. You know somebody that he or she wouldn't want another person to pray that uh, the person want to be like that person. You know somebody, not you. You know somebody. Who, yeah, I also know somebody. Hallelujah. So if you are going to fulfill your ministry, one of the things that you are going to have to do is you need to endure. Endure what? Affliction. You need to behave well. When you remember you want to insult somebody, then you remember that you are a shepherd. The way the person misbehaved, you are going to shout or say, insult the person, say, they say, forgive. But that, that was not the actual way. There was something else. It was forgiveness maybe. Something. Hey. And you are, you are changing gradually. You will have to what? endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. It's not saying that you are an evangelist. But I say do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of what? An evangelist. It doesn't mean that you are an evangelist. You fulfill or you make full proof of your ministry when you do the work of an evangelist. When you take people from going to hell and you turn them around to go to heaven. You are doing the work of an evangelist. It doesn't mean you are an evangelist. Amen. And many of us are not prepared to do that. And it will not allow you to fulfill your ministry. Are you here? Hallelujah. So, say, Pastor, what ministry should I make proof of? We read last week from uh, 2 Corinthians. Do you remember? Okay, but before that, read uh, Colossians chapter 4, verse 17 also. Colossians chapter 4, verse number 17. This morning, the preaching is very short and nice and we'll be out of here. Amen. 
Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. What does the Bible say? And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Amen. Take heed. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord. Okay? That, that thou fulfill it. So you receive the ministry the moment you came to the Lord. You receive the ministry at what time? The moment you came to the Lord. Amen. Yeah, before, you may not know that you had a ministry. But when you lifted your hand and you accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal savior. And you were washed and cleansed by his blood. A ministry was given to you. And that is what we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 17. Let's go there. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse number 17. One, go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Continue. And all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of he has given us what? Amen. Amen. Who has been given this ministry? Us. Yeah. The one who got born again. And the old things have passed away. And all things have become new. Bible says that we have been given a ministry called the ministry of reconciliation. Verse number 19. To with. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So the ministry of reconciliation is executed or performed or done by the word of what? Reconciliation. Amen. So you have received the ministry of reconciliation and you need to execute it with the word of reconciliation. And what is that? Verse number 20. Now, now then, we are ambassadors of Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Amen. It's a bit technical because if you have not passed grade 8, you may have problems with this word. So let's go to NLT. You understand? Yeah. I intend to help you. So let's read it from Second uh, uh, <laughs> Corinthians 5.15 from the NLT 1. Go. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Amen. Continue. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and has given... What is the task that God has given us? Oh, I did not hear. Hello? What is the task that God has given us? 
Amen. All of us have been given a task. Reconciling people to God. Amen. Verse number 19. For God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself. No longer accounting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of re. The King James says the word of reconciliation. This one said the message of reconciliation. And what is the message? So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. We speak for God when we say, come back. So it means that you can speak, but you may not be speaking for God. You can be speaking on behalf of God, but you are not speaking for God. What really is speaking for God is when you commit the message or the word of reconciliation. Do you understand? Christ, I mean, reconciled the whole world to God. And we are also given the ministry of reconciliation to go and plead with people as ambassadors, as representatives of God and of Christ. And what we need to say is that come back to God. Amen. That is why Paul was talking in Timothy and he's saying that we should do the work of an evangelist. Are you here? That is why he said that we should go and do the work of an evangelist. We should endure affliction and do the work of evangelist so that we will make full proof of our ministry. Hallelujah. Because the work we are doing is the work, is the, is the type of work that Moses did. When God told Moses to go to Pharaoh, he said, what was the message? Yeah, I should go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. And he did not say, go and tell them. Go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go so that the pastors will serve me. Let my people go so that praise and worship people will serve me. But look at it. And the Lord, Exodus chapter 8, verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, that says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Hallelujah. So anyone who has been set free from Pharaoh, from the world, from the powers of darkness, and you are in the kingdom of light, the only reason why God has saved you is to serve him. And the New Testament says that he's given us a message, a ministry called the uh, ministry of reconciliation. And we execute it by doing what? Uh, saying the message of reconciliation. By pleading with people, come back to God. Hallelujah. Are you here? But, you know, the, the, the ministry of reconciliation, there's different. Saving the world. Saving the people. There are different groups of people. And there are different things that you can do in the salvation of the world. There are so many things. As you came to church, 
There are people who led the prayer. You heard our, our sister, uh, Busi, leading the prayer. She did something. Somebody came, led the praise and worship. We have dancing stars. We have the choir. We have a singing star. We have puppet stars. We have different, different group of people. So there are things that you can do in your service to God. At the end of the day, the most important thing should be that many people have been won, have been delivered from the power of Satan into the light. Hallelujah. Are you here? And how will you know? How will you know your place? Where has God placed you? That is what today is about. In order for you to make full proof of your ministry, you need to know the specific things that God will have you to do. Can I hear all of this? Amen. Amen. In order to make full proof of your ministry, you need to know what God has called you to do. Yes, we are all going to say to the people, come back to God. But how are you going to do it? There's a specific way that you in particular, do you understand? There are people, you, look, somebody has composed a song. Somebody can dance and people get born again. There's a man who is dead and gone to heaven and his name is called Keith Green. Oh, he was an evangelist. But he sang all the songs that he sang. He would sing and be playing his guitar or the keyboard and people would just be coming. Hallelujah. To be born again. There are people here our film stars, if you want to be part of the film stars, see me after church. There are people who act, drama, different things, and people get born again. There are people who I recite poems, and people get born again. There are people who sing, and people get born again. There are people who preach, and people, there are so many things that God can use you to do. Are you here? And even in the preaching, we have those who are called the apostles. You have those who are called the prophets. You have those who are called the evangelists. You have those who are pastors. And you have those who are teachers. So, I mean, it's at the end of the day, people will be warned. But what exactly is God calling you to do? Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so for a short time, I want to share this with you. And it will help you to know how... Uh, you can fulfill or make full proof of your ministry. Can I have your loudest? Amen. Amen. Okay. So I'm sharing with you something very nice. And the title for today's message is Follow Your Desires. Wow. I love it. Tell somebody, follow your desires. Desire. Hallelujah. Okay. Desire. How do you spell desire? Okay. D-E-S-I-R-E. Then you add a desires. Do you understand? If it's a name, then it becomes Desiree. <laughs> so the same thing, but if it's a name of somebody... Do you understand? You don't pronounce it desire. It's desiree. Okay. So, 
follow your desire. Or if you know somebody who is called Desiree, follow her. <laughs> Before you say that when I went to church, pastor said I should go and follow Desiree. So I'm looking for her. Many people don't know how. You know, you know there are people that don't know how God speaks and God talks. Hello? How many will want to know how God speaks? You come to church or you watch a television and the prophet says, the Lord said to me the last time. I was praying that I heard the Lord say, my son, my son, from today, I have called you. I have. Many people want to, hey, how does the voice of God sound? I also want to hear the voice of God. I want to know how God talks. How many want to know? Yeah. And I'm showing you one of the ways that God speaks to us. One of the things that God used to talk to us is our desires. Desire. Amen. Many people don't know that desire is a very supernatural thing. Desire is a very supernatural thing. It's not just an ordinary thing. Amen. So you need to be very, very careful about your desires. What is it that you desire? What are your interests? What is it that is drawing you? Hallelujah. Yeah. And if God is going to use you, often he puts a desire there. Hallelujah. Are you here? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very, very important. Very, very important. And if the devil is also trying to destroy you, if the devil also wants to kill you before your time, he can also smuggle a certain desire. But many people don't understand how supernatural things, spiritual things are. So often they will be expecting a voice. They will be expecting something. Even if the enemy comes to you, if the devil comes to you, he is coming to plant a desire and will run away. Because the desire is a seed that will ensure that you become whatever has been planted there. Desire is the most spiritual thing you can ever think of. Hello? Do you know that when the devil came to deceive Adam and Eve, and he went through Eve, do you know how the, the, the devil succeeded? Oh, he succeeded with a desire. Eve would not have eaten the fruits. But the devil, after he spoke to the lady and the lady was not by gender, it's good to be eaten. He showed her, he gave her, he sowed a certain seed in her that made her actually eat it. Without a desire, you may not even marry. Oh yes, many people don't marry because they don't have desire. It's a supernatural thing. And when the enemy wants to destroy you, he can also put the wrong desire. And that is how the whole creation was perverted. The fall of man came through. The devil knows it. The devil knows it. So when he wanted man to fall, that is what he did. He smuggled a wrong desire. For man, because I'm talking to the lady, she is not doing it. 
But when I get her to have a desire, tell somebody, be watchful of your desire. Be watchful of your desire. Hallelujah. Are you here? Many people don't even understand their own desire. You don't know that it's a very supernatural and precious thing. Oh, yes. If God can give you a desire, he has blessed you. That is the most important thing. People die when they don't desire to live. Oh, yes. The desire to do what will let you do well. Everything begins with a desire. And desire is the most spiritual thing that can let you do anything. So Genesis chapter 3. I'm trying. Genesis chapter 3. I'm actually looking for the verse number 6. But I want us to start from verse 1 so you understand this. Genesis chapter 3. Can we start from verse number 1? Where is my Bible? Genesis chapter 3. I'm reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, are you there? Can we read it? One go. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse number two. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God but do, doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, the, the serpent was trying to get the, the woman to eat. This guy said, oh, eat, you not surely die. He, she spoke, the woman did not eat it. So do you know what the serpent did? She gave the woman a desire. Look at verse number six. Verse number six, let's go. One, go. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took it. She took what? Of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. The only reason why we felt was the desire. Because after arguments, has God said you shouldn't eat? Why are you not eating? They said, no, God says we shouldn't eat. When we eat, we'll die. They said, I won't even touch it. But the devil packaged a desire, tried. Look at who, who is talking to you. How many have been there that somebody talked to you about food, 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 after a while, then you desire to eat food? Hello? Have you been there? If I begin to talk to you about a certain food, how you can have a bride meat. Oh. A bride meat. Nice one with sauce. 
a nice hot chisenyama with some juice and bread. You get it? And they are chicken also by the side. Are you getting it? Aha. Uh -huh. And the, you see, by the time we talk about the food and how you can enjoy it, especially when you bite it from the left side and you pour, it's very nice. The way you, before you notice, as you are leaving, you are going to look for, for a bright meat. You are going to look for chisenyama. You let me talk about magunya. Let me talk about how fat cook mag magunya and beggar with coke. Oh man. You, you can even smell the taste in your... Let me talk about hot afternoon. If you get your fish and chips. Or you get your Gatsby. Oh man. The afternoon will be nice. So you see, as you talk about it, before you notice it is creating a bizarre. That is what the devil does. He will give, so he spoke to the woman and the Bible says that the, after the devil left, he saw, he saw. Before that, he had, the tree had been in the garden all this time. The tree had been in the garden all this time. And he never saw and never had a desire. But after Satan talking to her about it over and over, that is why you don't have any business talking to people about sex when you are not married. Why are you talking to people about when you are not married? What do you want to do after the desire is created? What to do? Oh, yes. Tell somebody, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You don't have to talk about what you create desire. Because what you are talking about, the devil spoke to Eve until there was a desire. Even when the devil left, she had to do it willingly now. The devil was not there. Bible said, when she saw, before this, before talking about it, she had never seen she had never seen that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree that was desired, that when I have it, I will suddenly know good from evil. Wow, what a tree. Then he began to, what a tree. This, is, this must be a tree. And he has created a desire. That is the spiritual thing I'm talking about. When God wants to use you, he put a desire there. The devil used it in the garden. Are you here? Yes. Yeah. He created. So, do you know what God did? When God was punishing man, do you know what he did? Will you keep, can you keep a secret? Can you keep a secret? When God came and saw that Eve had eaten, giving some to the man, he's also eating. He said, I want to do something that you will never run away from it. The case of the woman, do you know? Go to the same verse 16. Look at verse number 16. Can we read it together? One, go. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children and thy desire shall be and he shall rule over thee. 
What a shock. Oh, yes. So, the curse of a woman was a desire. God also said that. You see, I'm showing you that the spiritual people, when they want to control you, all they do is to give you a desire. Hello? That is why you need to be very careful who you are talking to. Because anybody you are talking to, something is forming in you. Something is doing you. Something you are taking decisions, desire, longings, some drawings because of what you are talking about. It's a supernatural, it's a spiritual thing. The whole case of the is it the, the rest you, you can even mitigate childbirth and all that. Now there's wisdom. You can go to labor without pain, they can take CS, they can, but when it comes to the one that has to do with the desire, you see a very intelligent. Woman, very first class student, hey. and he's going to marry somebody who cannot go to school, who cannot even read. Hey, you notice that they desire, even when they are 84, they still want to marry. Hey. It's like a husband or I die. I, I need a man. I don't know why I need a man, but I, I want a man. I know this guy is lying, but I want him anyway. She cheated. He cheated on me. He's been beating me. He drank. He's smelly, but I like him. No, knowing that is called a desire. I'm talking to you about desire. 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 The guy smell you, you don't smoke. This guy smoke alcohol. They is smelling like that's been. He doesn't even have a home. He's not working. You pay him to service you every now and then. Hey! Oh! What a shock. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Sometimes you, you don't even understand your own, your own behavior. You can make the sign of the cross that this guy is over. A liar. A bad person. But you don't, you helplessly are drawn. You see the liar and say, okay, may I forgive you, pastor. It's okay. Maybe he will change. Hey! Pastor, you see, I understand him. Is his background, the way he was brought up. If if I'm not there for him, I don't know how things will turn out. Yeah. Hey, you you can talk all this thing. <laughs> Desire is working. Tell the person that do you know that desire is very spiritual. Tell the person, can I tell you something? Your desire, it's a spiritual thing. And take care of it. So when the devil wants to destroy your life, it can give you a disgraceful desire. Oh yes. It can let you be interested in what you shouldn't be interested in. That's all you need to fight against evil and wrong desires. You see, they say, no, no, the devil wants to destroy my life. If you want to, you can be a lady and you'll be interested in another lady. Yeah. 
He just gives you a desire and run away. See that he sold the desire and run away. See that you are struggling. See that guy, when you see another guy, you are salvated. You see that, hey, 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 where is that? You, I'm telling you, the devil can show a desire and run away with a, a spiritual thing. So by this, you can even know what spirit the enemy of God has given you. And the same way, when God wants to use you, he gives you a desire. How many people do you, how many people, how many people, young ladies, love church, love God, love prayer, want to be in church Sunday morning when it is cold and when it has rained? How many people want to be? No. It's a desire. The desire that you want to be in church, you want to dance, you want to do something for God. That is the call. That is how you know what God is telling you to do. It's a spiritual thing. My brother, my sister, don't, don't despise the, the power of God, the desire that he has put there. You desire, you, you, want, you want to help people. How many people want to help people? How many people want to stop eating and fast and pray? How many people want to see people saved? It's not a normal thing. Every person is selfish, wants to think about their own, get more of everything. Me, myself, and I, these three selfish guys. But you see yourself, you are even drawn to God. Your love for God, you are drawn to pastors, you are drawn to the Bible, you want to pray, you want to fast. There are things that you do, your desire, the longing, it is a sign of the call that is upon your life. And when you follow the desire, you will fulfill every one of it. Can I hear your loudest amen? I'm trying. Your desires. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 1, Paul tells Timothy, listening to what the apostle told Timothy. You see, the young people did not know, a young man, he did not know who are those that God has called. Who are those who are supposed to be in full time? Who are those who are supposed to be missionaries? Who are those who are supposed to serve God? And he told him, he said, watch this. He said, this is a true saying. If a man desires, if a man desires the office of a bishop, you just want to care for people? He said, he desired a good work. When you see somebody has a longing to help people, when somebody has a desire to see people not, not suffering. Some of you have a desire. And most of us, because we did not have pastors and godly people, our desire has turned us into social workers. Do you think that God created you to be a social worker? That desire is to care for people. That desire. It's not for social work. It's to care for people. You have, you have, you have a foster home. Caring for, I mean, people you don't know. Taking care of people. That is the godly desire to see everybody do well. But because he did not get anybody to tell you. He did not get anybody. How many people want to smell people's wounds and people's dirty body? Most nurses and doctors are called to be pastors and to care for people. But because they, they don't have godly people to direct the desire. They think that they are just there to help, to help. Uh, uh, like uh, Florence Nightingale, you, you, the, the, the mother of nursing. 
It's not like they help to just be there for claiming dirty people who won't say no. Often it's a, it's a God-given desire. The desire to look after the people, care for people, and make sure that it is well with them. It is God-given desire. And sometimes we perfect it. Are you here? Yeah. But you have a desire. You don't want to see people suffering. When you see people in need, something is doing, you cannot help it. When you see people suffering, say, how can I help? You don't have money, but the little you have, you want to just give it so that the person will stop the pain. Or How many understand what I'm talking about? That is what I'm talking about. It's God-given desire. Do you have a desire? Do you have something that you desire? It is given to you by God. God says that I'm going to give the woman a desire for something cannot run away. That is how God calls you. That is how God draws you into his work. You want to help. You want to be there for people. Sometimes you don't know how can I divide myself. You go to bed, but with the problems of people. Even their own parents don't care for them. But you are there for them. I'm telling you how God has called you. You may be a little girl, but God gives you love for people who are older than you. You are fasting, you are praying. Respect that God-given desire. That is the call. That is the call. If you don't follow it. As I'm talking, they're calling. You know, you know. Do you think that people want to put away their sleep and wake up in the morning, have their quiet time? No! It is given to you by call. God. That is the desire. That is the desire God has given you. <laughs> Let the call not be lost. Let the call not be lost. What do you desire? What do you desire? Sometimes you just want to work and get money so that you can help people. Even though you don't, you don't, you don't use money much. But it's like I just you just want to help anyone. That's the God-given desire. My brother, my sister, that's how to fulfill your calling and to make full proof of your ministry. Follow the desire, the godly passion. The godly passion. You see little ladies, you are thinking, who, who, who cares for them? They are going to have their menses. There's nobody to, and it's on your heart. You are teaching them how to take care of themselves, how to talk. It's something God has given you. It is not, how many people, even parents don't do things for their own children. Parents, fathers leave their own children, but you rise up and you are like an unknown father or unknown mother, a mother from somewhere, and people don't even understand. And because of the evil in this world, sometimes you are even ashamed of what the help that you want to give because people will ask, what, why are you doing this? Often, that, that is the question in your mind. When people ask, why are you doing this? You cannot answer. Because you don't even have a good reason. All you know is that I want to help. I just don't want anybody to suffer like this. It's too much. It's just too much. Don't, don't put that desire. God put it there for a reason. God put it there for a reason. Follow that desire, my sister. Follow that desire. Follow it. Follow it. Follow it. How many people love God? 
How many people want to see the kingdom of God go forward? How many people pray and fast? Let peace be still. Let peace be still. Are you here? Are you here? Yeah. That's what I'm I'm just going to talk to you quickly. Then I, I will be out of here. Amen. So there are things that you need to know. And quickly. The first thing is that a spiritual person must pay attention to his desires. So pay attention to your desires. Number two, God places desires in man to accomplish his will. God has put a desire there. God has put a desire there. So that he can use it to fulfill his will. Hallelujah. Yeah. The high, I'm telling you, if you don't have desire, it will ne- never happen. The devil destroyed the Israelites. Do you know what he did? When he, he wanted, the Israelites rejected Samuel. The prophet of God. When God was ruling through a man. It's called theocracy. When God speaks to man and directs his people. God was the president and the, and the, and the, uh, the Lord over the kingdom of Israel. But the devil put a desire. said, let them just be like the ordinary uh, countries. Reject God ruling through you. Reject God ruling through you. And uh, choose. So when you go to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse number 13, I think the verses before, Samuel says, God says to Samuel, don't worry, it is not you that they have rejected. Say, it is not you that they have rejected, but it is me, God, that they have rejected that I should not reign over them. Is it in the verse number 11 or 12? Look at the verse number 12. And when he saw that, uh huh, the king of Judah. Okay. He said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king. Then, Lord, the God continues. Look at verse 13. Can we read it together? One go. Now, therefore, behold, the king whom ye have chosen. And whom ye have what? Desired. And behold, the Lord has said came over you. He said you have desired. The enemy gave them desire to have ordinary human being as they are king instead of God giving them. Be very careful your desire. If the devil wants to destroy you, he comes with a desire. He said, look at the king you have desired. You have rejected God and you have said that an ordinary person, another person, who doesn't know the future should be your king. Number three, the desire for things disappear when the mission is over. Sometimes you will have a longing and desire. When God is telling you to do something and you don't do it at a point, you see that the desire is gone. The desire can go. Sometimes you are there, you are feeling like praying. 
Then instead of praying, you go and eat. You see that it goes away. Goes away. <laughs> At that point, you see that the God wanted you to do something. That's why the desire is there. You did not respond. That when the desire goes, that is how it is. Are you here? Yeah. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, when you read from verse number 5, the Bible talks about the fact that there is something called desire failure. Like we have kidney failure, heart failure, there's also desire failure. Desire can fail. And when desire fails, when you don't have desire, it means you are going. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 5, the Bible says, also when... They shall be afraid of that which is high. When a time comes that you are afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail. Why is desire failing? Because man goeth to his long home, and mourners go about the streets. Amen. Most people who commit suicide and people who are about to die, they don't have desire for anything. They, they just want to. If, if you hear them talking, the fact that you have something you want to do, it means you are not ready to die. You have desire to do something. When the devil wants you to die, he makes you think that it is not worth it. It takes away the desire even to live. The desire to prosper, the desire to wait. You that's why when you see people who are depressed, they just wake up, they want to eat and sleep, and at a point they just want to die. Desire to live even goes away. Are you here? You will never die until the desire itself is not there. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Number four. There are many evil desires, but there are also good desires. We've spoken about it. The devil brings evil desires, but God will give you a good desire. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you see, you see somebody, sometimes when you look at your own uh, desires, how you want to watch pornography, you want to masturbate, eat, and you begin to feel worried. But you see, you have the same desire also for something good, but you don't want to pursue it. And we need to rise up and fight against every desire that is not godly. Are you here? I see you following the godly desires in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number five. The call of God is usually accompanied by a desire. So whatever God calls you to do, it's accompanied by a desire. Hallelujah. And the last but not the least is that God can place in you a desire for an entire nation. Amen. Amen. God can place in you a desire even for your friends. You have maybe five friends, but a specific one comes into your mind. He or she is about to die if you don't do what you have to do. That's why the desire to, you, you want to draw this person specifically. Sometimes, even when you are in church, oh, go invite somebody, the person comes to your mind. If you don't do it, you will soon hear that it's over. Yeah, God gives you 
a desire. Sometimes you'll be waking up at night and you'll be shown a face. You just want to pray for somebody. Has it happened to anyone of you? You wake up and the mind of somebody comes to you. You just even don't know why. God is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. It's very important. It's very important for us to understand this. Amen. In um, Psalm 37, verse number 4. In Psalm 37, verse number 4. Look at what the Bible says. It says, when you delight yourself in the Lord, do you know what he is going to do? He will give you what? Hallelujah. So before you can have something, you may have to desire it. So you are not ready to have what you don't desire. God says that when you delight, when you are happy, when you, you are serving God, you delight yourself in the Lord. What God does is that he gives you the desires of your heart. The things that he has placed there. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. There are things. Ask the person, what are your delights? And what do you desire? When God is happy with you, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. I pray that the desires of your heart will be proper. I pray that you will not have a shameful desires. I pray you will desire something wonderful. Hallelujah. Listen to me. What you don't desire will never come to you. You need to desire good things for the good things to come to you. Hallelujah. And when you see that you are having wrong desires, you are desiring somebody's husband, somebody's wife, different things, you need to say, no, 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 devil, I bind you, I refuse all these negative and evil desires in the name of Jesus. Every desire that is not of God, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. And as we close, when Jesus was teaching people to pray in Mark chapter 11, verse number 24, he said, it's only your desire that is going to happen. Look at it, Mark 4, 11, 24. Can we read it together? One, go. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye, it means before you even pray, you must have a desire. So if you don't have a desire and you are just praying, you are wasting your time, my brother. Why are you praying and you don't have a desire? Why are you doing a cause that you are not interested in? Why are you pursuing what is not interesting to you? Say, therefore, when hmm, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, Believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. And the reason why many of our prayers have not been answered is that you don't have desire for what you are asking for. So answered prayer begins with a desire. Tell the person God is going to answer all your desires. Ask the person what do you desire? Amen. In order to make full proof of your ministry. You will have to follow your desires. See that God is leading you. Pray. Wait on God. Do this. You see people are singing. It doesn't really tickle you, but you you just want to dance. God is letting you do something. Like 
somebody came to church the very first time together. Why are the film stars? That is the desire. She is called to. Actually, do you understand? She, not that she saw the film stars, but when she came, said, why are the film stars? <laughs> that is what you are called to do. If you joke, <laughs> you will end up in heaven and you would have, I mean, not done what God created you for. Are you here? Yeah. Just begin to tell yourself, what are, what are my interests? What are my desires? And what is the thing that is in my heart? Amen. Because it's your desires. A desire is a supernatural. It's a, a spiritual thing. And God uses it. Amen. Yeah, even like you see pastors, you see, you see that you like teaching. It's, you have been called to teach. You see people going for missions. They are going here. Say, oh, yes, yes, that. There's something that I, one day I also want to go somewhere and preach. Yeah, that desire, follow it. Amen. Because nobody wants to leave pub and go to somewhere. But you have a desire. Is God speaking to you? Are you here? Yeah. yeah. Ask the person that sitting by you. Can I can I tell you my desires? Can I tell you my desires? Tell the person I have one shameful one. I can't tell you that one. <laughs> what a shock! What a shock! What a shock! What a... Tell tell any lady sitting by you that can I prophesy to you? Tell the person that I want to prophesy to you. And tell the person you, you want to get married one day. Tell the person that I know you want to get married one day. Ask the person, am I a true prophet? What did the person say? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The person said, oh, yes. Yeah, because... God has already put a desire there. God has already put it there. Even if you are not feeling well, you know that you want to get married. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Oh, yes. Tell somebody, oh, yes. Look at another lady and ask them, can I prophesy to you? I create prophecy. Tell the person, I, I prophesy that you want to marry one day and that marriage will work. Tell the person, I'm praying for, I'm praying over you that you get married very soon in the name of Jesus. And ask the person, am I a true prophet? What did the person say? What did the person say? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Because God has given you a desire. That doesn't go away. Even when you fail your exams, you want to get married. You are not happy, but you want to get married. You have no eating. You want to, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. <laughs> tell, tell, 
Tell the person, ask for your marriage. It's not about if. It's a matter of when. Tell the person, do you understand? It's not if it will happen or if you will marry. It is when. That is what I am not sure. Tell the person, that as a prophet, I want to tell you that you will surely marry. But when you get married, is what I'm praying about. Hallelujah. And tell the person, now let's come to God. What is the desire that God has given you? Don't overlook it. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. Follow it. And you shall fulfill your call. And make full proof of your ministry. In Jesus name. Father I pray for everyone now. Lord let everyone under the sound of my voice. Oh yes every one of us. I pray that the desires you've given us. The supernatural likings. The drawings. The stairs. You like to pray. You like to fast. You want to wait on God. I perceive you are becoming a prophetess. You are becoming a prophet. You want to, I mean, help people to be established as Christians. I prophesy you are a teacher. You want people to be established, stable. You don't want them to backslide. Yeah, you are a teacher. When you see people, you care for them. You don't want them to destroy their lives. You can see what will happen to this. How can this person suffer? How can I want to help them? You'll have love. Love that you don't even know where it comes. I'm telling you, it is the calling for you to be a pastor. You want to see the word of God reach every village, everywhere. You, you don't want people to be disadvantaged because they are not in town. You wish you can go to every village, beyond every river, beyond every gutter, to let them know the love of God and why Jesus died. I'm telling you, that is the desire for you to become an evangelist. Don't despise it. Don't despise it. You don't want people, when you hear people talking, you don't want them to uh, 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 dilute the word of God. You want them to speak exactly what the Bible says. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a calling to be a prophet. You are becoming the mouthpiece of God. You don't want people to dilute them. They, they, these are desires that you have. These are drawings and something that you don't know. Sometimes you want to teach, you want to explain everything to everybody to understand and to know that they can go to heaven. You want them to hear the, 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 the word of God. You want them to feel the power of God. Is the prophetic calling. Oh Lord. You don't mind at all. If you can be sent anywhere. Just that God is using you. Wherever it is. That's the call to be an apostle. You want to be sent. You want to go. Go. Jesus came. And you also want to go. It's the desire God has placed there. For you to be an apostle. Father I pray. Let every desire. Those that have not even appeared clear to your people. Those that have been there but we've ignored it. Lord, I pray that this afternoon you stay up. You stay up. 
Oh, they desire, Lord. They desire to be sent. They desire to teach. They desire to see people come to. They desire to love your people. They desire that nobody should die in his sin. They desire to bring your power into everyone who is sick. Lord, I pray. They're calling to be an apostle, to be a prophet. Oh, evangelist, pastor and teacher. Let it all God show forth in your sons and daughters. Let this desire from today guide them and lead them until they have fulfilled and made a full proof of their ministries. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Stand to your feet wherever you are. And as we close, as we close, you want to pray a short prayer. You want to say to the Lord, Lord, help me to know clearly where this desire is leading me to. Acknowledge the godly desires that you have and ask him, please help me to follow this desire to fulfill your will and your purpose for my life. Go ahead and pray just for a minute. Just for a minute or so. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, the longings, the drawings, the desire in our hearts to help. To help. To help and to see people go to heaven. Oh, yes. That no one goes to hell. Lord, the desire to help. We don't have money, but we don't want to see your work being done anyhow. We don't want to see your kingdom suffer. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and tell the Lord. Lord, oh God, may I not ignore this desire. Help me to follow it. Help me to acknowledge it. Lead me by this desire. Oh, yes. I acknowledge the desire to pray. The desire to sing. The desire I have, oh God, to wait on you. The desire to dance. The desire to help your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mokaande limohutabasanteka. Rokatakaba, Rondeliba. And Lord, every desire that people have not acknowledged. Today I pray, let your power, let the supernatural, oh, take place. May we know the desires, the longing, the calling through the desires you have given us. Mahata, Lemo, Huta, Sinte, Roka, Basota, Kasata, Rondelima, Hata, Bande. Rosante, Limo, Huta, Bandoronde. Lift your two hands to the Lord and say, Lord, stand up, Lord. I thank you for the desire, the godly desire. Ayabarabaha, Taliando, Rondi, Libahata, Lomoto, Santa, Riando, Ronde. And now for just 30 seconds, lift your two hands and begin to address and bind every wrong desire, every shameful desire, every desire that you can't even talk about. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority in Jesus' mighty name and we address every wrong desire, desires that are not of you. We bind it. 
in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we address every wrong desire. The things that have led us to wrong things, Lord, we address it in the name of Jesus. That the true calling will rise up in us through the desires you've given us. We give you all the praise for what you've done. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now with your eyes closed wherever you are. Maybe somebody invited you or you came on your own. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. I would like to be in heaven when this life is over. Please, will you pray with me and pray for me? I don't even understand and I don't know much what it means to be born again. But all I know is that I don't want to be bent in hellfire. I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. I want to receive him this afternoon. If this is what you are saying, just lift your right hand and I'll pray with you. Only your right hand. Lift it high above your head. Lift it high above your head. You desire to be with God. You want Jesus to be your savior. Thank you. God bless you with your hands lifted. Now with your hands lifted, I want you to move and come to me. Come to me. So we can, my sister, come. My sister, from the back, from the front, come. Come. Yes. Come. My sister, come to me right here. My brother from the back, come. Come. You are not sure. God bless you. 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 God bless you right here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come to the front. God bless you. 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 I'm calling on you. Come. Come. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. Give him your life. God bless you. Please. the back, come from everywhere. You are not sure. Will I go to heaven or hell? I would like to pray with you so you can be sure. Move and come to me. This is how your calling will be made. Listen to me. If you are here, maybe you've been coming but you are not very sure. Or you were once born again, but so many things have happened. Don't just assume that because you are here, everything is over. No. Rededicate your life to Jesus. Come. Come, I'm calling you. You know, things have happened, God will restore. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come, move from wherever you are. Come I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. Come. If you are not sure of your salvation, please move and come to me. Will I go to heaven or will I go to heaven? You are not sure. Come so that you can be sure. Father, we thank you. Please, if you are in front here, lift your two hands to the Lord. 
and pray this prayer after me. It's your prayer. Say with me, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. I am sorry of all my sins. I am sorry for all my mistakes. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. This afternoon, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me. And you rose again. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Lord, the Savior, and the Master over my soul. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours. From today, I belong to you. From today, I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die for me. Say with me, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. I belong to God. And I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Say whatever you have in me, Satan. I reject it. I refuse it. I rebuke it. In the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. And I will follow Jesus. All the days of my life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Father in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for the lives of. Your wonderful. Sons and daughters. I leave them before you. I pray that the grace of God. That brings salvation will be their portion. Let the effect of the blood. The efficacy of the blood. Wash us. Cleanse us, purge us. Oh, every demand and claim over everyone here, Lord, is paid by the blood. And therefore, I pray that they walk in the newness of life, that their portion will be you, that, Lord, they will love you, that they will walk with you from now until the very end. May your grace and your mercies be their portion. Every form of sickness, disease, pain that the enemy has afflicted them with ends this afternoon. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I pray for perfect health and I pray for healing and I pray for your touch in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, look at me. The decision you took is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work, put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven and you will never regret it. Amen. Yeah, and God is going to bless your life from today. Amen. So our sister there holding the uh, board there, follow me. Yeah, and our brother, they are going to pray with you. And there's also a nice book from our father and prophet called Born Again. Yeah, they are going to give you, it will help you to know what has happened to you as 
a born again believer and how you can grow in your faith. Amen. So I want you to go with them. I want you to go with them. Yeah. So all of us, please let's follow our sister. Yeah. Lady Pastor Nana will come also to talk to you before you leave. God bless you. God bless. Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together for them. God bless you. 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 Hallelujah. The rest of us, let's pray. Father, we thank you for everyone here. And I thank you that we will fulfill our ministry and make full proof of our ministries. That Lord, we will go and reconcile people unto you as ambassadors of Christ. That we will go and say to them, come back to God. And Lord, help us, help us to follow our desires, the good ones that you've given us, so we can fulfill your purpose and your will for our lives. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.